Hello and welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast, a monthly podcast that shares Dharma glimpses and Buddhist teachings from Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, a breakdown lay minister and the Sensei of the Independent Utah Buddhist Fellowships. Kakuyo Sensei shares the goal of his teachers, Gyome and Koyo Kubose Senseis, in sharing a unique form of American Buddhism called the Way of Oneness. I hope you enjoy the podcast. For today's podcast, I'd like to talk about the need for quiet. And I'd like to start today's uh, podcast with a quote. Now, this quote is from my mentor, Guillaume Kabose Sensei, and it's in his quietness chapter in the book, The Center Within. And the quote goes, quote, it's important to take time to have some quiet moments in our lives. Otherwise, we get caught up in the busyness of always having something going on, end quote. Uh, I think this this quote is very prescient. Um, it was written way before there was any social media, um, way before we had become so interconnected. And also, too, this interesting cult of busyness that has um, kind of organically grown because of this tool, because of this access to all this information. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that I'm entangled in busyness. And we can say business is all the distractions in our lives that keep us from moving into awareness. And we're living in a time that seems to glorify business, busyness and disparages quiet. And, and quiet is where the most human of experiences um, are necessary. And it also disparages boredom. It's as if boredom is the new um, cardinal sin and to be bored is this amazing failure. As Josh Corda, the meditation teacher, puts it, boredom is now considered a failure and worthy of pharmaceutical treatment. Productivity is no longer the means to an end, but the point of life in itself. The entire goal is to stay busy, and you won't have to feel a thing. End quote. So have you in, in your life ever met someone who could not stand silences, always feeling any pause with sound? Um, even before I found the Dharma, I had a suspicion of people that were afraid to be quiet. Uh, and I always wondered if they were afraid of silence because of what was in the silence. Uh, maybe having to actually see themselves, afraid of themselves. Um, maybe of the feeling of their own fucked upness. But this busy, this busyness is not as much talking as it is talking, thinking, moving, reading. We've become a society that is being entertained into imbecility. And our busyness cuts us off from reality, from each other. Everyone lives in a bubble of their own movie soundtrack, either from our smartphones or the radio being constantly on in our cars. We have a tendency to fill up our lives with noise. In my home, growing up, uh, the TV was always on. Even when I was like 10, I couldn't just go to the bathroom. I had to read something. How many of 
you are like that. And, and with this condition comes unintended consequences, like being terrified of silences in our relationship or the primacy of response over understanding and our listening to one another. I remember reading in a line of a story I was reading where it said, paraphrasing, the quality of their love could be understood by the quality of the silences that they share together. That really moved me. Um, Here's a a quote I'd like to share with you from Cardinal Sarah, um, and, and this is about the need for silence and the problems with noise. Quote, Noise is a deceptive, addictive, and false tranquilizer. The tragedy of our world is never better summed up than in the fury of senseless noise that stubbornly hates silences. End quote. And here's one more. Quote, there is a dictatorship of speech, a dictatorship of verbal emphasis. In this theater of shadows, nothing is left but a purulent wound of mechanical words without perspective, without truth, and without foundation. Quite often, truth is nothing more than the pure and misleading creation of the media corroborated by fabricated images and testimony. End quote. The ghettos of Facebook are many times nothing more than theaters of shadows, and if you think about it, it's the opposite of quietness. Though we sit in silence scrolling page after page, it's a noisy activity of endless self-talk, comparison, and judgment. Don't get me wrong, there are good things happening on social media, but it's the everyday addictive uses that are stealing our needed silences. The quietness in which we learn and engage with ourselves and the world around us. With all the claims that social media opens us up to a broader world, it more often fails and just makes the world an even lonelier and noisier place. Thich Nhat Hanh teaches, quote, Silence is essential. We need silence just as much as we need air, just as much as plants need light. If our minds are crowded with words and thoughts, there's no space for us. Quote, end quote. Social media and all the different apps on your smartphone are the epitome of busyness and the artificial curation of a life that has meaning. It is all image, noise, smoke, and mirrors, all of us strutting about our stage with our masks of ego and ironically still thoroughly unsatisfied beyond the immediate fix of a like or a heart icon. Why is it that we need to fill in the quiet spaces with noise? The irony is the more we hear, the less we listen. The farther we walk away from meaningful engagement with life itself. But there is an antidote to this noise, the busyness. It's consciously entering into silence, like we do in our fellowship, in our sangha, every Sunday. The silence of the sangha is where we as humans rest our beings in the depths of the silence. Here, we consciously slow everything down to just be quiet, still, silent. Right now, I'm not even talking about any kind of meditation technique or anything like that. Just the simple act of stopping to take a breath 
and sit in the beautiful, ever-present calm silence that is our first and truest nature and of this world we have become strangers to. But being silent, is a, being silent is a difficult practice for all of us. And let me share um, a Buddhist story. So there are four monks. They decide to meditate silently without speaking for two weeks. By nightfall, on the very first day, the candle begins to flicker and then goes out. The first monk says, Oh no, the candle's out. The second monk says, Aren't we supposed to be quiet, not talk? The third monk, Why must you two break the silence? The fourth monk laughs and says, I'm the only one who didn't speak. Now, for those who attended our summer retreat, our period of noble silence was a lot more difficult than people realize, but it's worth it. Now, some, this may be hard because we see silence as a state of passivity, but not all silences are created equal. There are silences that heal, watching our words as not to be hurtful, and silences that harm not speaking out for the suffering or giving someone the silent treatment to punish them are examples. As Kiyome Kobose Sensei has taught, there is a silence that is dead with no life in it and there is another that is full of life and awareness. So the way I understand this is that there is a silence of one who is stagnant, noisy and stuck and there is a silence that is attended, cultivated and protected. He goes on to write, It is the silence that we see serenity in the world and in ourselves that happens because in silence we see we are one with the world. End quote. Silence is powerful and a necessary teacher. So as part of our practice, we go into silence as a teacher, as the truest state of experience beyond words. Our ego self, our small self, is born of the noise of self. Consciousness and our true self emerges as we come out of the noise to a place where we are free from all narratives and constructs of self. Where we enter the boundless quality of our natural dynamic quietness, our true unbounded wordlessness. We enter the luminous silence of the heart of existence. Rumi the poet writes, Close the door of words, that the window of your heart may open, to see what cannot be seen. Turn your eyes inward and listen in silence. In our opening meditation each Sunday, we say that there is nothing for us to do. Paradoxical, isn't it? But I love this quote I found from Franz Kafka. Quote, You need not do anything. Remain sitting at your table and listen. You need not even listen, just wait. You need not even wait, just learn to be quiet, still, and solitary. And the world will freely offer itself to you. It has no choice. It will roll an ecstasy at your feet. End quote. The teacher of silence is all around us. We are immersed in silence, the silence that is underneath all the noise. Noise cannot destroy or diminish the silence that we are speaking of. All this noise that can be so deafening in the end is nothing more than ornamentation. So as the Tibetan teacher Tenzin Wang Yao invites us to do, 
when you are silent, hear the silence that is already there. Being quiet, cultivating silence is a practice, an intention, an aspiration. Let me share a personal example and let's bring it down from the poetic to the everyday. So what does this look like in everyday life? If silence is everywhere, then it's with me even when I drive. So I decided as part of my periodic automobile dharma practice, an idea I got from Koyo Kabose Sensei, I turned off the radio while driving and I was surprised how hard it was. Driving in silence is more difficult than I imagine. We love our noise. We humans are a very noisy bunch, aren't we? It's hard to be quiet. Even in my attempts to be quiet as a form of Buddhist practice, all I could do was sit in the silence driving bored. And I found myself judging all the drivers. It was an eye-opening experience, a teacher of my mind's default setting, as it were. Even when attempting to practice, I did this. How much more when I wrap myself up in the fortress of noise? I realize that even though I was listening, not listening to NPR and sitting in silence, I wasn't silent at all. It was during this practice that I came to understand why Guillaume Kabose Sensei chose the word quietness over silence in his writing because on an everyday level, quietness is not synonymous with silence. Quietness is more of a state of mind, a slowing down, a stillness. It is a stillness that allows you to listen and experience more deeply. I also came to realize that quietness is also a naturally dynamic response to awe and beauty. There is nothing passive about it. There is a receptivity inherent in quietness. So as this week goes forward, I want to encourage you to make the time to be quiet. At this point, I'm not even referring to meditation. Just slow down, be quiet with yourself, and seek out silence. As one mindfulness teacher admonishes us to do when we find our silences, quote, listen to it. That means just notice it. Pay attention to it. Listening to silence awakens the dimension of stillness within yourself because it's only through stillness that you can become aware of the silence. See that in the moment of noticing the silence around you, you're not thinking, you're aware, but not thinking. End quote. I also appreciate what Guillaume Sensei says that through the awareness cultivated through quietness, we can come to the realization that we are one with the world. I especially appreciate the following line, quote, During quietness, you breathe together with the whole world. We breathe as one. End quote. This is the meaning of the way of oneness. We are one with the world. Namo Amida Butsu. And thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To read more of Kakuyu Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org. Or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, please go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.